All right, welcome back, family. I am Coach Anthony Thompson. This is the Grow Podcast, growing in spirit, soul, mind, and body. That's what it's all about. And today we're going to get into um, the seven habits, highly effective believers. Day two is really what I want to focus on. And uh, before I do, I don't know. I just sometimes I just get a little excited about life in general. So life in general, uh, a huge hike today here in Scottsdale, had a massive rain, water was everywhere, flooding, and I was able to get out there and get up and see the mountains, you know, I, I, I just want to encourage you to get out, and you'll be surprised what, uh, what things you hear when you're out there, you'll be, you'll be surprised what worries seem to go away. You know, if you follow me on social media, there's a lot of times where I just post, you know, moments of my family or or moments that matter with the caption, remember what matters. And that's a huge thing that, I don't know, I just feel right now to just put that out there for you. Remember what matters, you know, in the busyness of of the day, in the timeline of life. Remember what matters. Remember what matters. A spiritual being, eternity, living for 70 or 80 80 years, it says in the scriptures. Remember what matters. What else is big? I'm excited. Get to get out with my bride tonight. We're going to get out on a date night. It's another aspect of something that I want to encourage you, especially guys that, that are listening um, we can really, I, my hand is up, I, my hand is up, if you're watching, my hand is up, you'd be really bad at this, if you're really bad at this, we can invest in everything else except for our number one client, and our number one client is our bride, because those of you who are married, it says, he who, re, he, he who receives a, a, a wife receives favor from the Lord, and that she is a good thing, and because of that, and because she's your number one client, how would you treat and react and hang out with your number one client? What would you? What do you do for them, right? Think think about that. Those of you that are in sales or been in, in in and around that, what do you do for those number one clients? Well, that's that's your bride. That should be your number one client. And there are so many times when I invested in so many other things, you know, rather than just saying, "Hey." Um, Call her my lover. I said, hey, lover, <laughs> let's get out. Let's let's go and you and me hang out. And it's always the best times. It's always the funnest times. And I just feel like that's just um, something I want to put out there for some of you that are listening. And maybe, maybe this is the challenge you needed for that. And say, yeah, this needs to be consistent. This needs to be more important. Because you have to assess your time, talent, treasure. And your bride is your treasure. She's part of that. She's probably the person who teaches you the most, right? Uh, your children as well, but your bride probably teaches you the most. And where's the investment there? Where's it in the calendar? Show me. Show me what's in there. Show me where you're investing, and I can show you where you're gonna go. All right. That was a little. That was a freebie. That that was just unintentional 
but yeah, I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. That's going on. Uh, we're gonna get out tonight. But today's the um, today's about day two in seven habits of of highly effective believers. Uh, if you haven't gotten the devotional, it's free. It's on U version, or if you have Kindle, it's also uploaded on Kindle as well uh, for you to read and check out. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can go through it that way. But I wrote this devotional because I I like Stephen Covey. He's a master. He wrote a book that went to millions and millions of people around the world, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And what I've discovered in my life and being a person that really thrived on personal development, if you know me, you'll know that you know, I went down the roads of the Tony Robbins and you know, and 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 Eric Thomas's and uh, who else was in that list that I really liked? All sorts of different speakers, motivators. You know, when it comes to personal development, it's, you know, Covey and Carnegie, you know, and James Allen and, um, you know, reading, all, reading those classic books and, you know, Napoleon Hill and all those things. I, and as I, as I first read them, I was like, wow, these are amazing. This is, this is what I need. You know, even though I had grown up, you know, 90% of my life in church with the Bible, this was where I was saying, yes, this is what I, this is it. This is alive. This is making sense to me. This, I'm vibing with all of this. I'm, you know, this, this is the way to go. And then there was a transition. There was a shift for me where I, the more I explored the external, the different mystics, the different books, the different things, the, you know, Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, the, uh, the Tao, the Torah, you know, all, different mystic books, Rumi, Pentangeli, all of these different people and, and, and spiritual ways, I kept seeing the Bible in all of them. When I would read them, I'd say, well, I, that's right there in, in James or, you know, here's something here. And today's about living with the end in mind. Covey writes this in his book about living with the end in mind. And so I'm reading this, you know, as you would in, in, in the book, and you're like, wow, this is a great thing. And you probably hear it today, and, you know, if you're more of, you know, executives and, and those kind of levels of here, you know, revert, let's reverse engineer it. Let's figure out, you know, how do we backtrack this thing and, and work out this problem or be able to replicate it in a better way, right? So that's where, when I hear this, begin with the end in mind. And, and those of you that are, you know, that's not your lane or that's not something you're interested in. I want you to consider that you actually begin with the end of mind in, in a lot of things that you do. And I wrote this down in, in the devotional, but as I, when I do the podcast, I like to expound a lot more because I'm, I'm really stuck on a time in, that, in a word count for those. So I'll just expand it a little bit. And so, you know, end in mind is, is similar things. You know, moms and dads that you take your kids to school, you're, you're beginning with the end in mind. Right there's a time that you want to get them there, uh, you know. Maybe you made their lunch in the morning. Maybe you didn't. Maybe that's part of it. You know. Maybe it's getting them ready, getting their their stuff. You know how it, you know how it is with kids. And where is this? And I can't find that. And oh, where? Oh, we need a water bottle. And oh, where's your report? Right. So you're putting that together. But the end in mind is that you they arrive on school to school on time. And my wife and I always say, in good spirit. I want them to get into school. Whether they don't have an attitude, they're not frustrated, they're not in a fight, 
right? Let's 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 send him off on a win. Let's let's put him in the best position to win, right? Position to win. So that's beginning with the end in mind, right? When you think about what you do for work in the day, because a lot of times you're beginning with the end in mind. You're getting ready in the morning. You have a you know maybe there's a meeting and you're saying I want to look like this. I want to feel like this. I want to be like this when I get into this position at work. When I do this job, when I have this meeting, when I'm you know, doing this call, whatever it may be, you're beginning with the end in mind. Why? Because you want you know, these things to go well. You want to communicate well. You want to be prepared. You want to do, do your job well, succeed. All those things, you're beginning with the end in mind. Uh, when you, my wife and I have recently on a um, uh, fitness journey, you know, and fitness journeys are all about beginning with the end in mind. Think about it. You know, you're, we started off, we're like, you know, 15, 20 pounds overweight, too many inches in our waist, you know, too, too many cheat days, right? <laughs> we both like to cook. My wife's a phenomenal cook, right? I mean, I, like, what am I supposed to do? Say, say no? So, but I was saying yes, and what do you do when, when your bride's that good? You, you have to say yes. I mean, it's like we take the kids out for dinner, and we finish, and they go, yeah, it's not as good as mom's. I mean, like, is that not what a mom dreams for, right? Well, that's what she is, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumping her up because, I, because she is. She's really good. She's phenomenal. But because of that, because of that phenomenal gift, <laughs> I kept eating. Right? Added some pounds. Added some inches. You know how it goes. And what do we want to do? We wanted to, what was the end in mind? We wanted to lose X amount of weight. We have a time. We have, we have you know, we're tracking. We're doing all those things. We're beginning with the end in mind. Right? So you get the idea here where Covey is talking about this beginning with the end of mind because he, he wants you to do this with your life. He's wanting you to start to consider what is the end of mind with your life? Where do you want it to go? What do you want it to be? Who do you want to become? Right? Not, not only living in the present, but also living in what is the vision and then what's the mission that we're going to align to that vision? What are the steps? What are the processes? How are we going to close that gap? Right? Well, I hear it. I hear Covey. And then I say, well, what does the scriptures tell us? And I think the first one that came to mind was obviously Jesus where you know he has a life of miracles the cross and the resurrection his life began with the end in mind right he was he was thinking of the end the end game as he was living every day every single day that Christ was on earth living with the end in mind his purpose his mission what was the goal where was he what was he moving towards right let me read Matthew 6:19. So this 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 then jumps out at me, right? It says, "Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves they don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." Right? So where is your treasure? If we're thinking about when I when I listen, I've heard this verse a thousand times probably like you have. Right? Where do you store up? Don't store in a store in heaven. But it wasn't until recently uh, where I was in a mastermind group and someone presented this, this verse with the idea of kingdom ROI. And that's kingdom return on investment. 
right? So what is your kingdom return on investment? When it says that you're not storing in heaven, but you're, you're not storing, sorry, you're not storing on earth, you're storing in heaven. What does that look like? Right? A lot of times we just, gl- we just speed through that part. Okay, yep, I don't want to store up just stuff here. I want to store up stuff in heaven. And usually what happens is you're hearing this at church, you're hearing your pastor, and what do they want you to do? They want you to give money in an offering of some sort so that that's your treasure in heaven, right? You're giving to the church so God can bless people. Sure, that's, that is a road to blessings in heaven. But I want, I want to challenge you to take this personal, take this you know, as a steward, as an ambassador, as somebody that's saying, my sp- I want my spirit to grow. Because when your spirit is going to grow, you are going to have success in everything that you do because it's going to be aligned to what God created you to do. And so when you think about Kingdom ROI, there was a, an article that I was able to find from Matthew Rutan from the Gospel Coalition. And what I loved about it was he created this list of what it meant to have treasures in heaven. And it's a long list. And if you read the devotional, I, I recommend get it back in the devotional, read through that, and you'll understand. Just You'll see it with your eyes because it, this is a long list, and I'm going to read through them so that you can hear them. But the first one was, what's treasure in heaven? Here's one. Being humble and pure in heart, Matthew 5, 5 and 8. The next one, what is treasure in heaven? Hungering and thirsting for righteousness, being right with God, Matthew 5, 6. Showing mercy. Matthew 5 again. Making peace. Matthew 5 again. Being persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Matthew 5 again. Being the salt of the earth, which is about, in part, preserving the flavor of godliness in the world and your relationships. Matthew 5. Being the light of the world. Matthew 5. Following God's commands. Matthew 5 again. Resisting anger. Matthew 5 again. Being faithful to one's spouse. Keeping your word, turning the other cheek, providing for physical needs, going the extra mile, loving your enemies. That's a big one. How do you want to store up treasures in heaven? What if you loved your enemies? What if you did? What if you did that? Praying for those that persecute you. Praying for those that bully you. Praying for those that speak wrong of you. Praying for those who despitefully try and use and abuse you. Treasures in heaven. Giving to the needy discreetly. Treasures in heaven. Prayer specifically. Praying for God's name to be revered as holy and for his kingdom to come. Treasures in heaven. Practicing forgiveness. Fasting. Shunning worry. And trusting God to provide for your needs. You can't have faith and worry together. You have to choose one of them. But one of them also is going to bring treasures in heaven. Living, again, with the end in mind. Think about that. Let that resonate. Seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What is seeking first? Seeking first in your time, your talent, and your treasure. Where does God sit in those? Not being unfairly judgmental, but someone who examines their own life and integrity first. That's in Matthew 7. Now we're 
We're going through five, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and now Matthew 7. Pursuing the things of God. Entering through the narrow gate. Being on guard against false prophets. Practicing authentic discipleship. Meaning that we don't only believe in Jesus, but we seek to know Him and do what He says. Being wise. Jesus gives us a definition of wisdom. It is hearing His words... And putting them into practice, that is wisdom. That is differentiating the words that you need to follow. I want to give one more in here to add to what Matthew wrote. And uh, I would add to this that it's, tre- what's treasures in heaven? It's, it's, it's giving and taking care of the widow and the orphan. If you, if you read through the Old and New Testament, widows and orphans were, they were very, very, delicate considered people and there's rules and there's all sorts of things about them uh, in psalm 65 8 it says god in his holy dwelling is a father of the fatherless and a champion of widows in james 127 it says pure and undefiled religion before god the father is this 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 is it to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world it gives, a, gives you the whole thing there about widows and orphans. About adding one more thing to widows and orphans because what I loved in the early early Christian church, so sometimes I'm like, well, you know, is that just kind of an old thing? Or, you know, what was the church actually doing? And if you read in Acts, in, in Acts 6, you'll see that the church was growing. The early church, it was, it was booming. You know, people were coming to Christ and, and it, it just seemed like everything was hot and ready to go. And it, in Acts 6 1, it says, In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. And so here, here you have a, a squabble, a conflict, and it shows here it says the disciples needed help to look after the widows and the orphans. And one of the things that I love so much about this is that one of their first hires was hiring people that could take care of the widows and the orphans. That's how much that they valued being able to take care of them. Again, I want you to start thinking of living with the end in mind. Not living with, what's my next vacation? Not living with, what do I need to buy? What do I need to purchase? What does my ego need? If you've listened to the ego, the three parts of the ego, I am what I have, I am what I do, I am what other people think of me. Think about your concerns in that area, right? Are they, are they ego-driven or are they spirit-led? Now, I'm believing that each and every one of us, we're going from glory to glory and faith to faith. Because as you grow, as this podcast talks about, in spirit especially, this is the launching pad. This is where everything from here you soar. You want to get this right. You want to get the spirit right. And that's where kingdom ROI That's where kingdom ROI comes in. Think about in your own life, right? Like what what is what do you need to cut? Right? What is what is it that you need to get on track for with kingdom ROI? You know, is your time aligned? Is your talent aligned what you're doing? Who you're doing it for? Right? Is your treasure aligned? Now I've been, I'm even working on thing, something recently because I'm finding that when, when I say, what, 
where is your treasure aligned with God, right? Well, people might say, well, I tithe. And some people don't tithe. They, they, don't, they don't quite have a revelation of what, what God does through a tithe, through a blessing, through faith in giving. But I want to take it a step further in your spiritual life and start to ask you, what are you investing monetarily into your spirit? What does that mean? What, what could that look like? You know, I, I look at it for myself. It could be, um, you know, being around someone like myself. It could be, you know, joining groups. It could be courses. It could be, you know, investing time for conferences or, or coaching in that area or, or books and resource in that way. Think about your treasures spiritually, right? When you want to get fit, you want a six-pack for abs, right? You guys out there, or, or, or girls too, I mean, I, I mean, there's no differentiating six-pack is a six-pack. But when you want to get one, you know, you know what you need to do. You know what you need to eat, and you know what you need to not eat. You know how you got to work out. You know the disciplines around it. You know what it takes to get fit. You know what it takes. And you know how much better you feel. Now think of this. How much better... You feel physically when you're fit, when things are going right. You're, you're waking up early. You know, recently I've I've taken caffeine out for myself. Just sometimes periodically I take it out, and every time I do, I always love it. I'm always a little bit more. I get better sleep. I wake up. I, I'm a little bit more alert. Um, I feel like the fruits and gifts of of my life are more abundant, right? But think of that for yourself. That when your physical body is is in great shape, you're living and moving and, and working at a whole nother level. Now I want to imagine, I want you to imagine that same that same formula for your spirit. What if your spirit was in the zone, right? What if your spirit was in line? What if you started to say, wow, what if I what if I went for a six pack in my spirit? What does that look like? What would I need to take? What would I need to drop off? Right? Who would I need to start hanging around with? What would I need to do? And let that marinate. You know, let that marinate for you. Let that marinate in your life that you're starting to think with the end in mind. Again, if I was going to recap what we just went through and we were talking through about, you know, obviously we talked end in mind, you know, from a, from a natural point of view. But I want you to think of it from a spiritual point of view. Are you thinking with the end in mind in your spiritual life? Are you thinking with the end, end in mind in your growth? Are you thinking with the end in mind in how you're living your day and what you're doing? I want, th- I, want you to th- I want you to see that, yes, Stephen Covey's point is valid, but I also want you to see, look at what the Scriptures are giving to us. Look at what the Bible is showing to us, that we're not to lay up for ourselves treasures on earth, but treasures in heaven. And what that looks like to you. What a great blueprint. What a great challenge that I want to bring to you um, in this end of this podcast. That's the challenge. That's what I want you to, to think about. And I would le- want you to let me know what resonates. Those of you that listen, you know um, that if you're serious about spirituality, if you're sp- serious about getting accountable, go to anthonythompson.org. I have a spiritual accountability group. Uh, it's free for the moment. It's it's free for while it's going, but there's going to be a time when it is going to be a paid service. For now, it's what it is because I want people to come in. I want you to grow. I want you to get accountable. I want you to check in. I want you to I want you to have a community that you can say, you know what, I am growing. I'm getting that six pack, and it just starts there. It just starts with checking in with us 
and hanging out with us. Those of you on social media, I'd love to hear from you. It's Anthony Thompson, Thompson with a zero. You see my yellow glasses, you'll, you'll see me and find me. Let me know what resonated with you. Feel free to share this or expand it with your network. Whatever you want to do, whatever you feel like is, is in your heart to do. And lastly, if this is helpful in any way, please give it a five-star review. All right, Give it a five-star review. That is one thing that you can do to help this thing get into the algorithm of life where other people find it and guess what? Their life is transformed. Simply by you just hitting yes, it was good or hit five-star that it was helpful or leave a comment. That's just the simple thing. I want to say thank you. Because you just don't know how synchronicities work. It's funny how many times people scroll and they're like, I just scrolled and I, I just saw this thing and it really, really helped me, really blessed me. That's what five stars review, reviews do for people. They put, they put that out there that people can find and their lives can be transformed. So thanks again for joining. I can't wait to see you on the next one. Look forward to hearing from you on social platforms or however you want to get in touch with me or on my website. You are a champion. God bless.